on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Thursday, June 8th, LA Galaxy Getting ready to head off to St. Louis on Saturday. That's right. Travel on Saturday. Play St. Louis. Coming off of their U.S. Open Cup loss. Losing a game. Losing a chance at a cup. Losing Chicharito. We're going to talk about all that stuff as we uh, go through that. And I don't know if you've heard. There's big news, too. Even bigger than, I think, the Chris Klein being fired news. Uh, Lionel Messi coming to MLS. We'll talk about maybe some Galaxy connections on that. And, and how the Galaxy fans might feel about Lionel Messi coming to MLS. So... Uh, a lot of fun stuff here, ready for you. Glad to have you on board with us today to help me talk to you about all this fun stuff. We're so glad to have her back. It's Sophie the Cannon Nicolaus. Sophie, how you doing? I am epic. Josh, how are you doing this fine Thursday Californian evening? Oh, summer is here. Can you smell it? It's We're so close. So close to summer. And like the the, the, the June gloom broke for a little bit today, right? I mean, did. You, did you get outside? Did you feel the sun on your pasty white skin? I'm talking about me too, by the way. Um, I went to Whole Foods, um, popped out. So I had to grab some stuff. By the way, that place is way overpriced. Why so, do I keep so going back? Overpriced. We, so overpriced. They have some things I would say are pretty. Like their meat selection is usually outstanding. Like that type of thing. But that's like you could find that other places too, and you won't be as inflated the price. You so, can yeah. find it all at other places, and I've noticed that when I've gotten produce from there, it goes rotten early. But anyway, <sighs> How I dare digress. They? I, oh, yeah, I, I just went to get a chicken Caesar salad, mm-hmm. and I ended up spending eighty bucks. Yeah. That was you probably got the extra dressing. That's why it gets you every time. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm sure it is. But you got that. You got the sun. That's that's what was important, right? You got to feel it on your face yeah. a little bit. You could feel. We've had a very cool sort of spring, which has been nice. I'm hoping yeah. that translates into a cool summer. By if you're if there are weather nerds around, um, which I'm a weather nerd, I always enjoy uh, paying attention to the weather. We have you know a 90 plus percent chance of an El Nino, which means a wet. Uh, fall and winter possibly coming around as well. Are you translating international man of mystery. I Look just, at you just laying it out there. So many, so many different things. So many fingers and all these different uh, interests. My wife tells me I have to stop soon. That's what she said. Let saying. me tell you something, Mr. Interest Man. Yes. If this weather continues next fall and winter with the rain, what's the point in me being here? I left <laughs> London for a reason. I didn't, and I don't want to live in Seattle either because that's just not right. 
Come on. Yeah. We've got to up our game here weather-wise. Well, I don't know what's happening. I, I heard Seattle's been having some nice weather, by the way. I've been I've been seeing my friends post pictures. The sun's out. It's gorgeous. Everything's sun's shifting. Sun's out, guns out. Sun's out, <laughs> guns out. That's right. That's how it goes. Uh, we haven't had you on the show in a little while. Chris Klein gone. I, I figured, uh, I know you've been on some other podcasts talking about it. I figured you'd give everybody here just a chance. What's, what's your brief, you know, two-minute sort of synopsis of everything that you think has, has happened up until this point? Too late? Too soon? Right time? Where are we at? Um, I think that it was long overdue and now the team can move forward, clean slate. Although something tells me it's not super clean, clean yet. Yeah, yet. It, it doesn't feel clean, does it? There's still, no. there's hanging chads to, to throw it back yeah. to the 2000s. Yeah, um, it reminds me of like when, when I was younger, my dad used to make me go to his dress factory in the summer and I used to have to cut the cloths, the threads okay. off the gowns before they'd be delivered to the retail stores. And it feels like LA Galaxy still have a few threads to chop right there, Josh. Sophie, um, not only was that a great analogy, but not only did we learn just a little bit more about the epic life that, that Miss <laughs> Sophie the Cannon Nicola has led. I mean, every time we talk to you, I feel like another chapter has been opened up. When we eventually do the Let's Hang Out with Sophie podcast one, it's going to be like seven hours long. I'm like, so tell me about this dress factory. <laughs> I mean, that, sound, that sounds amazing in, in a lot of different ways. And, and the yeah. fact that you're able to stitch that together into some footballing, it, it's a masterclass. That's all I'm saying. Excuse stitch. me, what about your pun? I didn't, Come on. I didn't mean it. I, don't, I, mean, I would love to take credit for it. I didn't even mean it, but... I mean, listen, just hang this first opening 10 minutes of podcasting. If there's a Louvre for podcasting, just hang this opening in the Louvre. As I I threw my as my threw my pen when I was trying to make a a thing, a ten dollar super chat from Bobby. Bobby says my favorite days of the week, Monday and Thursdays because of the show. Thank you, Josh, for the last 15 years and to the future. Oh, thank you, Bobby. Appreciate that. Very nice. Um, I did get my hair cut while I was gone and I'm not sure, but it was like this for a long, long while. Okay. And then I grew it out. And uh-huh. then obviously the beanies just hid everything in the wintertime. My dad's not impressed at all, has to be said. Um, but I stopped trying to impress my dad a long time ago. Plus, he's a Man United fan, so it doesn't count. He doesn't count. Okay, perfect. I understand. Yeah. I also got a haircut. Nobody can tell because my hair's falling out. <laughs> um, all right. So that's interesting. I, I think we should also, before we sort of dive into this, and again, let's take it in broad strokes, um, is to talk about Lionel Messi coming to MLS. It, it, it feels... A little strange as somebody who's covered the LA Galaxy, and I wasn't there at the beginning. I know you were whenever David Beckham came in. I, mm-hmm. I he was one of the reasons I probably became uh, came to the games and got interested in the LA Galaxy, and ultimately responsible probably for this podcast. Um, so good job, David. Um, thanks for that, Bex. Uh, it, this feels a little strange not to see the LA Galaxy landing the biggest fish. This is on the scale of big fishes. All right, um, mm-hmm. you know you had Beckham. Obviously mm-hmm. gigantic and his reach outside of football, inside of football was great. My mom knows who David Beckham is. My mom knows who Lionel Messi is, right? Like there's, if my mom knows who you are, you have to be pretty high up on the, on the football packing order whenever it comes. <laughs> right. She, she didn't know who Zlatan was, but she got acquainted with Zlatan very quickly. So like different levels, different things, um, to see the LA galaxy be able to make these moves in the past. And it was David Beckham and who did all these things. And quite honestly, it's David Beckham who paved the way for Lionel Messi to come to Miami. If you really want to mm-hmm. follow all the chips and him being the owner of Miami and all that fun stuff, it, it feels large. It feels like something I, I think I'm excited to see sort of how the league, uh, you know, embraces it. What, what are your thoughts on, on, on Messi? I'm really happy that you have brought up this subject because I know that the league are getting a ton of um, credit, as they should, uh, and 
Uh, Messi is getting a ton of credit for turning down the Saudis in a week where sports took an absolute pounding right. um, with Liv and the PGA. And for him to choose the US and the league here over that was just glorious. However, David Beckham deserves so much credit and I hope he gets it. And I hope that people, I was saying to someone um, who I was speaking to about a column I'm going to do that he, I hope that people in England recognize just how great of an export this guy is. I don't care what you think about, you know, in terms of his endorsement deals and all this other stuff. And, you know, everybody's out there making money and doing stuff. David Beckham is the single most important sportsman of our generation. And I put him up there. Now, I'm not talking talent wise. I'm talking influence wise. Right. Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, David Beckham, Serena Williams, Roger Federer. Um, Tom Brady. All these. Tom Brady. Okay. Maybe Le he's got a league behind him, right. you know. I LeBron feel like James, a maybe LeBron James, Le Kobe Bryant, yeah, maybe in that. And or am I adding too many people? I think you're adding too many okay. people because I'm talking about like people who've really transcended. I mean, LeBron has, but they, he's he's a pop culture icon. Uh, yes, Jordan and Woods and Serena, they're just on a totally different level. And Beckham is not on their level talent-wise, but he's on their level when it comes to iconic status and presence. And the fact that he played for LA Galaxy is yep. huge. And the fact that somehow he's not owning LA Galaxy or part of LA Galaxy or owning this team, to me, it still seems like I understand his deal and how he carved it, Josh. But the fact that he's so distant and he's with another, and you know, he's built his own thing outside of it is kind of painful in some ways. However, he deserves a ton of credit. He's the instigator of all of this. It's because of him all of this is happening. The league grew because of him. Go look at the stats when they compared when Beckham came to when he left in terms of marketing, sponsorship, dollars, the expansion, all of it. David Beckham is the reason Messi is here today. And let me say, the signing of Messi is definitely more gargantuan than Beckham. Yeah. More on a football status right. because on a iconic cool brand status i still think beckham was here um and messi is definitely you know obviously bigger than him when it comes to actual talent on the pitch yeah mls going all in on this as you would expect them to um it's going to be interesting to see how the deal eventually concludes right because mls came out with a statement and basically said listen nothing's been signed yet we're glad he think we're glad he's coming and we're glad he wants to come here but we don't have a deal but we expect that we will um i think Lionel messi also expects he will it's one of those things but uh talking about the sh you know um some market share with adidas and apple and sort of what they're going to be able to put together and i know a lot of people sort of worry about <sighs> worry about how the money gets spent and all it this is and, and it's overused, but, you know, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. This is good for every single team in the league. And uh, I, this I think is it's going You already saw what it did to ticket prices, which was fun to watch, right? Um, that was amazing. There's I, no tickets left, by the way, as well, Josh. Yeah, They're all sold out. I, I will say this. Um, I did enjoy it not being the team that I covered. So I didn't have to be like <laughs> sweating and like typing and like calling people on the phone and doing all sorts of stuff. So now you look at Inter-Miami, who doesn't have a coach. It seems like Tata Martino is coming in. I know that they were... Uh, yeah. 
they were finalizing deals with mm-hmm. him. Uh, they had Busquets uh, possibly coming. And there's like a whole bunch and, of... And Angel Di Maria yeah. is being talked about coming. Maybe, Cesc Fabregas. Eventually, although I think eventually MLS rules will get in the way of some of these. But, you know, the bottom line is that Miami is going to have a real overhaul. And what does Miami look like after the summer versus, you know, before mm-hmm. the summer? Very interesting to find out and whether or not, you know, that whole thing. I also wonder if Phil Neville got fired when he got fired knowing that Messi was coming in and that they could go after Tata and like you you weren't right. going to bring Messi in and have Phil Neville coach Lionel Messi yeah. right that probably wasn't going to happen and he happen. was due he was due wasn't he let's he, be he honest he was he was so yeah. anyway I, I think it's I'm really interested to see how they build out a team around Messi and what that does and whether it's a Zlatan problem or whether it is an early David Beckham problem. Remember, David Beckham didn't have success. I know everybody loves to pretend that he did. He did not. No, uh, no. And, and in fact, it he was wanted, horrible at the beginning. And he wanted to go back and play for, I think he went back and played for AC Milan for a little while. He, did. Um, he got injured, I think, playing for AC Milan, right? Yes. Um, and there was a whole deal that he wanted to still try to make the Olympic team, if I, if I yes. remember correctly. And then that didn't happen. There was a whole yeah. bunch of just craziness going on in those years. But the Galaxy were also a mess. Surprise, Galaxy's still a mess. Just there was a lot of success in between those times. Uh, They were a mess because the signing was incredible, but he thought that he could do it his way. And he realized, you know, that he couldn't. And Ridhulit was a disaster that whole time. And I was more of a fan. I was going to the games more before I started covering, really, I would say the tail end of uh, of 10. But, you know, 2010 was when I really got into covering the team. And yeah, it was it was a mess. And Beckham had a lot to do with that. But then when he embraced the the culture and he understood that it's totally different. And then, of course, you know, managers changed and the rest is history. Right. And what a fun ride that was. And, you know, into Miami fans are in for a treat, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. We've lived it. We've breathed, breathed it. And L.A. Galaxy has always been the place of stars. And I was saying to someone today, I, and it's not just because I want them to sign a star, but it just fits the five-star shirt team. And uh, I think this is a wake-up call for LA Galaxy in terms of everything that's happened over the last uh, few years, Josh, that they really need to like become different mentally, culturally again in order to be elite or considered to be elite again. As you said, still some loose threads hanging around, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. use that now from here on out. There's there's loose right. threads, right? So um, I, I feel like things can move in the right direction now. I feel like that there's some room to operate. But I also think when you're talking about what the LA Galaxy do, they need a president. They need somebody who's going to stabilize this club and invest in the ways that, that Greg Vanny has been appropriating the dollars, right? We we heard from Siggy. We heard from, you know, Kurt Anolfo. We heard from Guillermo Baroscolota. We ter- heard from Dennis Saclosa about this investment that it was needed in the infrastructure of the club. And it seems mm-hmm. like Vanny has at least gotten that moving in the right direction. You can say what you want about the results this year. That's fine. I have no problems with it. Um, you know, there's another part that I think is sort of coming to a head to understand that Greg Vanny can't do all these jobs, um, that he can't, yeah. can't do it, and nor should anybody expect him to. Now, I think he did them because who else was going to do them, right? If you're put in that situation, so yeah. and you're like, in order for me to succeed, I need all these things. And if there's nobody who's going to give me all these things, then and they tell me that I can be in charge of giving myself all these things, then I'm going to give myself all these things, right? Yeah. Um, 
And so he looked I, tired last night in the pro- like. I mean, he, and I the would, dude must be tired. He must be so. I, I, it's a it's a crazy. So anyway, there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff that sort of needs to happen now. And so around the presidents and everything like that, you know, um, there's going to be rumors that start to come out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, just whenever you look at this and and hearing some of the rumors that are sort of skipping around, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's more than one person, right? If it's if it's possibly you know two people. Uh, just because of how much work there needs to be done um, whenever you look at everything. There's a business side of soccer, right? Which is like all the, mm-hmm. how do we make money, ticket sales, sponsorships, you know, um, all the jerseys, all this, all this like, eh, there's that side. And then there's the technical side, the soccer side. And mm-hmm. you really need people focusing on each of those sides. And I'm not sure in a perfect world, you have a president who sits up here and he has a guy over here who does soccer business and a guy over here who does the technical side. Um, and so business and technical, and then those two do things. And whenever a decision needs to be made that maybe affects both of those, then the president gets involved, right? Yeah. That's how I would uh-huh. see that pyramid. But I don't think... Um, with how big a club the LA Galaxy wants to be, I wouldn't be surprised if there are co if there weren't co presidents. Um, in, in I think that's the last thing this team needs is dual <laughs> decision making. Well, I mean, well, you don't need another. You're gonna get one that deals strictly with the technical side of soccer, right? So, right, so that's right. gonna that's gonna take care of that. I, and I think that's nice. I like the pathway there, as the pathway is right now. So, if you have Vanny, who basically does all the jobs. Um, yeah. He's not doing this business side. I would imagine that in the interim, Tom Braun, who is uh, one of the the business side guys who we've had on uh, one of our podcasts before. I, I really like Tom. Tom's a smart guy. I imagine he's sort of taking over the business side stuff right now. Um, I imagine Vanny's focusing on the technical side. But again, Vanny's your head coach. You want him to focus just on. He shouldn't be talking about the academy this week. You know what I mean? Like that's not no. that's not important no. for him. No, and it's not, and it, and it should be taken off his plate. To be honest with you, he's got enough to deal with, and and I know we're going to get onto it, especially after yesterday's game and stuff. But uh, let me ask you this: because should LA Galaxy be treating themselves not as a new franchise, but I almost feel like when I said at the top of the show, clean slate. Something right. about this has to. They have to act like almost not the the new kid on the block, but who've done it before and come together in a different situation and are a bit wiser about their experiences. It right. feels to me like they need a little bit of that chip on their shoulder attitude to rebuild, you know, hold on a second. We're not done yet. Yeah. Type of thing. Someone to come in who has that bravado, but with a, not a cockiness with a confidence. You, you need that. I mean, you, you have to have something like that. By the way, Lex asked a good question that fits right into this $5 super chat. Thank you, Lex. Uh, with maybe three designated player spots open and a presidential vacancy spot to fill. Is this off season, the most important in LA galaxy history? Yes. It feels like, like it right i mean yes we have uh, certainly listen i'm not one that's going to tell you to give up on 2023 i know there's not lots of people there it's just not mathematically for me and this team could easily get on a run i, I i've seen them play well in spurts if they ever strung it together for any sort of period of time i could see them winning three four five matches in a row mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're in a playoff position again right so don't completely write it off i think that there's still room to do that i i talked to gaston brugman after the loss last night and he he still has it in his mind, I think, that he believes that this team can be good. And every player I talk to, I know they're talking to the press. Sometimes we talk to them on the record. Sometimes we talk to them off the record. I'll tell you off the record, for certainly frustrations. But they still believe. They believe in the team. They believe in Vanny. They believe that if they keep doing the right things, that they will eventually be rewarded for what they're doing. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things. I know a lot of people are sort of sitting here saying, you know, Vanny should be fired. 
Um, and I'll say this until you have a president leave Greg Vanny where he's at. You're not doing yourself. You're not hurting yourself by leaving Greg Vanny where he's at, because this is the guy who's building out all the infrastructure. Uh, but there's no more excuses on the pitch. I heard the show with I think it was you and, and the panda. Uh-huh. And when you oh, was it you and the panda or were you talking about can they go on a run? Now? It was Eric. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hold your jets, lads. It's one result. Yep. And, you know, have, have, you know, has the pain been lifted? And these are professional footballers. They've got to go out and get results. So for me, Greg Vanny is still on the clock. Yeah. You know, there's no excuses now. And yes, I know it's been tumultuous and it's been a pretty awful situation this season. But, you know, you still have to go out on the pitch and try and win games. And they've been really poor at that this season. They have, I mean, they've been extremely poor at it. Um, you know, I, I've liked, I again, I'm done with saying, is this a turning point, right? Stop it with the turning points. I'm done. I don't, there isn't, there hasn't been one. We will know the turning point. Rule. If you go back, whenever they actually have a turn and then they make some runs and they do some stuff, then you can go back and say, well, I guess this was the turning point. That was the turning point. Um, yeah. I do think, and I've talked to several uh, former players and uh, former players on this team um, who said that, the fact that Klein is gone now, the fact that the fans will be back, that lifts a, a, a some pressure. Just some, there was extra weight. You don't need to ever put extra weight on footballers' shoulders. They have enough stuff to do. The game is already slim margins whenever you look at it. So anytime you're putting extra stuff like they did with AEG putting pressure on basically the entire Galaxy organization to save Chris mm-hmm. Klein's job um, and allowing that to sort of play out, that's, that's a lot. And when you have a team that wasn't playing good and... I think somebody said it today and I really, I really like this. You know, we were told that they were going to be deliberate and who they brought in and that there was going to be, there was no hurry to things and that there was sort of like, we're going to take our time. We're going to get it right. Right. This was the whole preseason getting through mm-hmm. there. We're not going to rush to make signings, but that whole attitude and maybe it was the game, you know, that got canceled at the Rose Bowl against LAFC. There was all this sort of building up to it and then there was a letdown and then they sort of come in, but there was all this being deliberate and that deliberateness turned into sluggishness. And sluggishness mm-hmm. turned into what we're seeing with the LA Galaxy now, which is a team that can't seem to get out of its own way, even whenever they play frantic with their hair on fire and everything else they do, which hurts them more than than anything. Maybe it was by design as well. We don't know. Maybe they've said, you know, we're going to give it X amount of games. We're going to see how far this goes, how far the fans, you know, will take it. They stood their ground and rightfully so. They have every right to do that. And I was kind of impressed with the the fact that they kept to it because you know football fans can be fickle but they wanted to make the point and they added the pressure and now you know what it's time to go back and support this team they need you more than ever <laughs> That's it. and this is this can be the new way and i was hoping like i expect sold out stadiums i expect fans to come and support the team now there's it's a new dawn it's a new day and i really think at some point everyone needs to start looking in the rearview mirror when it comes to chris klein if this club really really wants to move forward and that includes the fans as well yeah it's it, uh, i'm really interested to see midweek game coming up against sporting kansas city next week so game on sunday game on wednesday wednesday night is sporting kansas city um so so very much uh, there uh el trafico radio by the way our good friend mike gray uh, $5 super chat says between Sophie's stylish hair and Josh's rugged good looks you can tell it's an LA based <laughs> podcast anyway carry on I mean we are we are pretty much I would say we have we have faces for radio but clearly we've transcended that at this point Sophie we are hey, look. TV stars out here on YouTube right 
this is the beautiful thing about today's world. You can look, be anything, any size. Hey, look, when I was in the 90s, you were you were going up against Kate Moss and Cindy Crawford back in the day. We you wouldn't know? have made now it. I, I wouldn't have made it. I don't think. I don't think. I can't. I didn't have the legs, uh, and I and I look horrible in high heels. So um, yeah, it it didn't work for me. Um, but yeah, you're right. We're we're somehow surviving. Um, so we look now. Um, let's talk a little bit about the game. Three uh, two loss. Interesting comeback. Uh, I thought they were. I thought the Galaxy had no business being in this game. Interesting. I like how you said interesting comeback. <laughs> well, I was sitting there and I'm watching the game, and you watch that first half, and RSL had more of the possession. RSL had more of the dangerous chances. Mm-hmm. RSL had the one goal uh, that they scored in the 18th, 19th minute. Um, they, you know, it was well taken. The Galaxy defense was was allowing too much space. Was too soft. You had. No cover from the midfield. The midfield was sort of off in La La Land too. So RSL was able to run down the middle, pass out to the sides. And listen, I said this. If you watch Gomez on uh, on RSL side, he was running against um, Aude, I believe, on the left-hand side. So left-hand... Oh, excuse me, Caligari. Left-hand side for Gomez, right-hand side for Caligari. Uh, he has speed. And I'm like, God, if the Galaxy could just get that guy just for a little <laughs> bit, they would be so much better because mm. the biggest thing that I saw in this game... Um, and it was that the galaxy don't have speed. They don't have the wing. They don't have the ability to get in behind. Um, I'm going to show you an average position chart for real salt Lake. And you can't tell me that, that they're not just sitting there. Sophie plugging up the middle. All right, here, I'm going to show it to you now. Okay. Are you ready? So I want to show you what the LA galaxy's average position chart looks actually fairly spread out a little bit. Chicharito out there on an Island. Uh, the one pass that finally went to him was the one that ended up injuring him. Um, so whenever he finally got the ball in there, there would have been a link in there, but, uh, unfortunately, uh, it was, it was blown dead as soon as he touched it because, uh, <laughs> he got injured and I don't mean to laugh. It's just, it's just a, a horrific sort of timing and what he was doing, but the galaxy, they're not balanced because the galaxy are lopsided. They have been lopsided. Um, you know, Greg Vanny talked about it afterwards with Douglas Costa in there and being able to play Douglas on the right for a little bit, at least they got a little more balance out of the formation and they actually attacked up the right-hand side, which is something they normally don't do. They normally just attack from the left-hand side. So here is the Galaxy's average position. Again, fairly balanced. Okay with that. Not a worry. Okay. And then go into RSLs right down the middle. Right down the middle. Wow. Just stack everybody down the middle. Why? Because the Mm -hmm. Galaxy don't have wings. Uh, They don't have speed on the wings that is going to hurt you. Um, And listen, this isn't a... If I saw this from my team... I would say this is atrocious. This is not a team that wins whenever you look at how they were able to sort of how the galaxy forced them at least to collapse in the middle. But you would be happy about the tactics, Sophie, if the galaxy had anything on the outside that was able to open up and therefore use the space that RSL was giving them, which was the wings. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't see that. Are you going to bring up that other stat now or are you which which other stat? Which the because you're in terms of I love the these two ch- I love a Josh chart by the way yes. the, the the passing oh the, pa- that, the yeah accurate. yes yes I'll bring it up right now for you uh, line okay. breaking passes Perfect. completed um, Gaston Brugman 212 Ricky Pouge 159 now I know there's a lot of people who are down on Brugman and who are down mm-hmm. on Pouge's distribution but when you look at that stat I said and I retweeted it I said this is being wasted there is yes. nothing to go there. Right. That's that's what I see. I don't see they're making these passes, but there's nothing coming because of these passes. And it's I I love that. I don't think it's their fault. So, yes, I love that you showed me this earlier because um, 
this is a perfect perfect example of how actually the attacking line are making their midfield look really poor, right? And I've I lived this, and I know I, I give my little Arsenal examples, but there was a time where people thought Ozil, right? And of course, right. he became who he did. However, sometimes if the forward line aren't making the moves and aren't moving into the spaces or finding those spaces, you know, half of being a good team is what you do without the ball. And that movement is critically important. I feel like Chicharito's movement this season has been sluggish a little bit. However, he still tries to find spaces, but the speed of which he finds those spaces isn't quick enough for the way these guys are thinking when they're making those passes. And that was something that happened at Arsenal with Ozil. Sometimes they're thinking a little faster than the forward line. Right. And uh, and then when that doesn't mesh, it looks really, really bad up front. And and you can see from those numbers, it's not necessarily the guys who are making the pass um, who aren't making uh, things happen. Greg brought up an interesting point. And and let's let's be let's be very fair, at least fair in my understanding of of soccer and football is that I don't often think of things until until Greg says I didn't play soccer at a high level I played soccer in high school right I mean that's not it's not a high level I understood the game from a defender's perspective I still understand the game from a defender's perspective I've been watching it for 15 plus years on a basically professional basis right watching games and I sit there and you know if you ever sit next to me at press box we can have great talk about the game as it's going I love looking at things and love people pointing out things I'm always learning Vanny said something about the being too vertical with the passes and not mm. and not more angular, right? And he was sort mm-hmm. of angular at the diagonals. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, because anytime you're too vertical with passes, you're not allowing the receiver of the pass to do much with it whenever there's guys in the way, right? If you're straight on, there's no angle to the ball, right? So it's easier sometimes to exploit holes and defenses and stuff with angular passes, with the diagonal passes instead of ones that are straight ahead. And he thought they were too straight ahead in mm-hmm. that first half. And they got, then they did a much better job, which they did in the second half of exploiting and finding spaces more on angular on, on, yes. on angles. Right. I That it's, resonated to me. So, yeah, it's very much the triangle. Right. Yes. And and um and again you know that's something that Arsenal were very successful with this season in particular is like playing that triangle and half of that and you know yes uh, you know Phil Jackson's triangle yielded a gazillion yes, it did. Uh, championships right and and in in football especially it's half of the battle is the movement and what a player does when they don't have the ball and that is becoming even more important in the modern game is because the game moves so fast. So how the player moves when he doesn't have possession becomes, you know, so important. And I think that's one of the areas where LA Galaxy are very inconsistent in is that movement. I don't think they... I think that they have a situation where their defense, when the starters aren't starting together with the starting goalkeeper, Josh, are not cohesive it's not like a defense that comes together and they know how to play with each other. And I think that was evident in the first half against Salt Lake. Yeah. Was that it felt, you it, know, just discombobulated. It felt the it felt midf- individual, right? It felt like the Very. defense the defense is here and we're all going to yeah. play together and then the midfield is over here and we're all going to play exactly. together and the forward is up here and we're all going and I you can't Bosh. have that. That's and there was too much space between the midfield yeah. and the defense and then too soft through the middle. So yes. Exactly. And that's causing problems and I think the midfield have seemed frustrated. You know, you can't have a player like, you know, Ricky in the side and not have more offensive, you know, success. Right. 
you just you just you just can't. And he's not even the best passer on that chart that you put right. that you put Brog- up. Brogman was, yeah. I mean, yeah. Ricky has an extremely high. But I mean, also the ability for for Ricky Pusch to take on people. I mean, again, you look at what you saw against RSL, and Ricky Pusch had another really nice game um, that has almost nothing to show for it, right? And mm-hmm. so. Um, he's being blocked. And, and somebody said, well, you know, the reason the Galaxy had so much success over the last 10 to 12 games of last season is because nobody knew how to play Ricky Pooj. And I'm like, really? So you didn't really... I go, guess what? He's still doing the same stuff he was doing last year. Uh, he just doesn't have the outlets. And the outlets were Grant Sear. Remember how much Grant Sear came alive in the last 10 to 12 games mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. outside, right? Tyler Boyd is trying to fill that void. Uh, void the void. Um, <laughs> Tyler Boyd is trying to fill that void, but he, he needs more help. You saw Douglas Costa come into the game and score a goal. I, you know, like I said, I refuse to trust Douglas Costa for any reason whatsoever. My boy. He, he takes, <laughs> he takes that shot a million times every game and every once in a while they go in. I'm happy with that. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. That's what you want to see happen. Right. Um, you can't rely on him though. No, you can't. Where, where's the reliability? No, none. This is problem with this team the reliability factor is just not there and the forward line have dried up and that is a huge problem especially when you don't have an outlet really for other goals this is not a goal scoring team nope. those goals aren't coming from midfield nope. so if they're not coming from that forward line where are they coming from yeah i mean you're you're getting you're getting some goal you're getting guys like memo rodriguez who was who was out with a thigh injury <laughs> In this game, he scored a really nice goal. You get you got a goal from Aude from distance, right? He scored a goal. You get a goal from Tyler Boyd. He scored a goal, right? Like you're getting these, but again, where are the forwards scoring? And listen, but Ricky needs to score more, right? We've seen does. one of the goals from the other two as well. I mean, he he's he really for the type of play that he is, he needs to score more goals from that position, definitely. You know what? He, the galaxy to me, and maybe you tell me if you think my observation is correct or not, and I haven't done the stats on it. The galaxy seem to have so many block shots, so many block, like they are not well, opening because the they space. take bad shots. <laughs> they take bad shots in traffic. I mean, I, yes. you know, and I'm all for taking shots through traffic, by the way. That's you can score plenty of goals, but they're not creating the separation because it feels like the movement is too predictable or, or basically if. You're having teams who are cramming through the middle, which is what RSL mm-hmm. did, cram through the middle. There's all these bodies in the way whenever you go to shoot in the middle. You have to have the wings. Um, I think we saw this coming a little bit when the Galaxy didn't get a winger in, at the end of the transfer window. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sort of, I, it was a question I asked Will Koontz whenever he came on the show, which was, why didn't you, why did you guys not make that move? Um, you can go back and listen to our interview with him. I, I, by, by the way. Do you every, like him? Was that Did that go well? I haven't heard it yet. I, I will listen to it though. I really like him. I yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll, we, I'll we talk. We talk a lot. I think Sophie, you and I have talked about it, and I'm sure we talked about mm-hmm. it on the show enough that. And, and I say this almost to ad nauseum. I'm sure there's a drinking game involved in here pretty soon. <laughs> um, that when you're confident about your job and you know what you're doing, and you know that you know how to do the things that you say you're doing, you can talk about it, and you talk about it freely. Dennis, yeah. Close, Dennis, close used to come on the show all the time, didn't he? Right? Yeah. Dennis was like, "Let me talk." He he would text no me. Fear. Yeah, he'd be texting me like, "Hey, I want to come on the show tonight." Great. Let's go. You know, the whole deal. And I was like, he was sat that he did an hour show with just me. And all we did was talk about youth development. You know why? Because he loves youth development and he's good at it. Right. right. So like you do all these things. I think Will is one of those guys. He knows what he's doing. He wants to talk about it. He'd be happy to talk to fans about it. Right. Mm. Not, not an issue. He's not, he's not one of these guys who's like, I don't know how to do my job. And so I'm going to go run and hide. Right. So I really, I really do think he's, he's a, he's a good guy. Um, 
I want to talk. You said the, the forwards aren't scoring. We need to talk about Chicharito's mm-hmm. injury. Um, going down in the first yeah. half. And, or excuse me, What's second half. What's the news half. on that? We don't know. Um, really interesting. If you watch the video, he stretches for the ball. Uh, and then whenever he stretches for the ball, he he's basically signaling to the bench as he's falling. Um, it looks like it's a left leg injury. If you watch the video, but mm-hmm. they he has said it and Vanny has confirmed it. it's right. It's a right, right knee injury. Okay. He was supposed to have an MRI, we imagine today. Um, and so we imagine they know what is is up with, with Javier. Uh interesting that he was carried off the field. Uh interesting that he was, you know, had a towel over his head and you saw guys sort of consoling him uh, yeah. on that. Uh apparently there were some and I have uh we have some listeners who were at the game excuse me, uh, who were at the game and uh, were sitting right behind the LA Galaxy bench and there were some RSL fans who were standing up after he was hurt and they were yelling at Chicharito being like, you're such a flopper, nobody touched you, blah, blah, blah. And the Galaxy bench apparently had some things to say to an RSL fan about that. They were not wow. going to take that. They were like, look at this guy. He's not. He's going to get carried off the field in the stretcher. Like, sit down, be quiet, that type of thing, right? And so um, I thought that was really sort of telling. Um Chicharito went out and put on his Instagram story uh, a story from the bus. He was basically on the I bus. I saw that. Yeah. I don't know if he was the first one on the bus or if it looks like he was the first one on the bus, that type of thing. He looked like he was sitting at the front of the bus too. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe he got in there and yeah. had a little quiet moment. He goes, hey, you know, I appreciate everybody at RSL for taking care of me and, you know, the whole deal. And he goes, you yeah. know, it's a right. Wait, do you like the front of the bus or the back of the bus real quick? <sighs> School trips. Would you go to the back or stay at the front? Back. The back is where it's at. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what, uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but no, just hearing him talk about it, there seems a certain resignation in his voice that he knows it's probably not good. All speculation. Please let me be very clear. Let me be clear right. for to the LA Galaxy. Let me be clear to Chicharito that we do not know as of Thursday what the severity of the injury is. We imagine that when the LA Galaxy have press on Friday, that somebody will ask and that we will then have the answer to that information. So anything you're hearing on this podcast right now, especially in the next couple minutes, is speculation, which we're allowed to do. Okay, just pointing that out. Maybe, maybe, maybe I I had some people who were not so happy with speculation, but we're allowed to speculate. That's how it works. Yeah, speculate to accumulate. <laughs> Good old AE saying right there. Um, the kids who don't know. I don't know. That one was before me. That was probably you know. You're not that much. You're not that much older than me. I am actually. No, I think I am. No, you're not. I was. I was. I was born in '81. Oh dear Lord! I'm so much older than you. No, you're this not. This is just outrageous. No, you you're were not. born in 1981. Yeah, I was born in 1981. Yes, yes. So I will be 42 years old here on July 23rd. To my first football match in 81. I mean, this and is And you were insane. still in diapers. And you were still in diapers. Right. Yeah. I will. I think I've revealed my age on this show prior. I will yeah. not this evening. That's good. That's good. Um, you don't but have to yeah, do that. let's just say I'm old enough okay. to be your older sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it. So so yeah. you are going to be 44. Congratulations. Great. Good job. Okay. Um, so anyway, so Chicharito goes down. We don't know what the severity of that is. It, there did seem to be a... And Kevin uh, Baxter was on the, on the call afterwards, and he was sort of trying to get Greg Vandy to... <laughs> To sort of say, like, what is it? Like, by the way, the, your demeanor, like, I'm trying to read. You don't seem maybe it's anything. Greg's like, don't read anything into my demeanor. I don't, you know, I'm just telling you what it is. And great. all this stuff. It was great. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, fine. <laughs> um, but it looks serious. It's non-contact. He goes down. Um, he gets carted off. Uh, I, I would I would anticipate that it's not a short time. 
That's that's just that's just my guess. I don't think he's going to be back this weekend. You know, oh, it was nothing. He was fine. You know, that type of thing. I, I would I would say that that's probably not the case. Um, now, let's speculate. Let's speculate. Let's go. Let's go crazy, crazy, because why not? Because there are certainly people because of his age, because of the possibility of a ligament injury. Uh, and we have a bunch of really awesome guys in the Discord who have like sports science degrees and can oh, talk yeah. about this. Oh my God, so much fun. Love my, those guys. Yeah, uh, Cam in our Discord is amazing. Um, and then we have uh, Sarah, who uh, who's a big big fan of the show. Uh, she usually can she can get, she can talk you some injuries too. So it's a lot of fun to sort of like kick things around. So if it's a ligament injury, if it's something that's severe, if it if it is, then Chicharito could be done for the rest of the year. And if he's done for the rest of the year, Sophie, then that's likely you the last time you ever saw him play in LA. Galaxy uniform. Those are again speculation, but let's let's go down wow. this road a little bit, okay? Um, so people were asking me as almost as soon as Chicharito got carted off the field about the season-ending injury list and what that does. If you're not aware, MLS has this list. It's called the season-ending injury list. Um, and if you get put on the season-ending injury list or the SEI, as I like to call it, um, if you get put on the SEI, then there are certain rules that apply that allow a team to go and replace you. Um, because basically an injury is a hardship and they are going to give you certain relief from these things. Now, um, if the LA Galaxy were to place Chicharito on the season-ending injury list and they did it before the start of the secondary transfer window, uh, they could replace him like for like with a designated player with an international spot because he's an international designated player, right? So, Did you just say international? Yes, I did. Um, so they could do it. Now, um, here's the fun part. They have to list him there before the window opens in the secondary transfer window in order to get budget cap relief. When is that? Budget cap relief is, you know, a designated player has a certain budget hit to the salary cap, right? Um, and no, but when's the second window? Oh, coming up in July. I think July 1st. July, July. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right, so, right. so there's time. Okay. Um, okay. So July 1st, that type of thing. Um, so there's a way to get relief from this. So the way to replace Chicharito straight up, you could actually get a designated player and it could be an international designated player. Now, isn't it fun how things always come home to roost for the LA Galaxy? You get an, an ITC ban in the summer transfer window. That would apply in this situation as well. So the Galaxy could, in theory, if Chicharito was done, Sophie, put him on the season-ending injury list and then go out and get a designated player to replace him in the summer window. Except that we know that the LA Galaxy are on an ITC ban. They're not allowed to bring in anybody from outside the league into their team during the summer. This is part of the sanctions that were played down. So even in this situation, even in this situation, as a matter of fact, I had a discussion about this today. I am talking from what I consider fairly solid knowledge on this subject. Okay. So, um, follow along with me everybody, because we're now going to undo something that we possibly have, have done. Okay. Yeah, I know. Hang know. in there. Yeah. Hang in there. So, Okay. Will, whenever he was on, uh, Will Koontz, whenever he was on, talked about being able to sign free agents outside the window. And he yes. said specifically after the window. Okay. He said after the window closes, we're able to go out and get an international free agent in order to bring him into the team. Teams have always been able to do this. Any team can do this. If it's a free agent, somebody who's not under a contract, you don't need to do it inside of a transfer window. So you can bring them in at any time. It was hinted at that perhaps that meant that they couldn't do it before the window closed. Or, or excuse me, before the window opened, right? So the window opens in July, the Galaxy could go out and sign a free agent in June, right? That type of thing. And it was sort of hinted that perhaps that was not the case. I'm telling you that is the case. Technically speaking, the LA Galaxy could go out right now. And this is 
This is this is not even regarding the season-ending injury list. The LA Galaxy could go out and bring in an international that was a free agent as long as they were a free agent um, during this time before the window opens. They can also do it after the window opens. Okay, so is Ronaldo allowed in the United States? He is. I know people love to okay. pretend that he's not, but no, he absolutely is. Yeah, okay. Um, so the LA Galaxy have the ability to add internationals on either side of the transfer window, even with the sanctions in place. They just can't do it during the window, okay? That is the restriction. I always thought that was the case. I'm speaking from fairly good knowledge on this, that that is the situation, okay? That that's how it is. So if the LA Galaxy were to put Chicharito on a season-ending injury list, it would open up a designated player spot, and it would open up an international slot. As long as the player was making equal to or less than the salary charge, um, the salary budget charge, which by the way, is only like $350,000 for designated players. Don't get me into all this stuff. It's, it gets crazy, but that basically the pool, but basically you could, you could sign another player for $7.4 million and they would take over that same spot. And Chicharito's contract is up at the end of the year. And you could basically get a designated player this this before the window or after the window, if was the case. You could also, do you want to blow your mind? You could also get a designated player from somewhere within the league. Okay, let's say there was a designated player who was somewhere in the league, maybe in Miami. Miami wants to get rid of all its designated players because they need all those DP slots open. And you're like, Messi. Yeah, jo- <laughs> you, you know who I was thinking? Joseph Martinez. Yeah, I thought you were joking about I, Messi. I do like Messi, though. That's a good idea. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like Joseph Martinez who possibly yeah. could be it could be extra to what Miami needs and they want an open designated player spot the galaxy could sign him inside the window because his ITC already resides in the United States okay it's already here it's already with the league remember the league is the owner of all contracts right <coughs> am i uh, chat room excuse me chat room hold on let me I'm check i'm just going to go old school stuff <laughs> and right. st- give me a start minute. start writing right. some stuff I'm gonna down. start writing some notes chat room did i lose you guys on any of this let um, me see are they still around i'll check in on them yeah. you keep going so i, I what i want to say is that one i don't know that the la galaxy should do this so all right let's be very clear because i think there's some some benefits but we also know that this transfer this summer is going to be a very big transfer market. We know things are planning on going. And when you see the movement that could already be happening inside the league, there is a possibility for the LA Galaxy to add players, um, even international players outside the window um, to this roster still. So um, I don't, I don't want to give people false hope because I also think the Galaxy are going to be very, and we'll use this word again. I think they're going to be very deliberate with what they want and make sure that it doesn't hurt their long-term interest. But if somebody pops up that goes crazy, Right. Somebody's it's a big deal. It's a big name. Um, I all by the way, I think the galaxy might want to sit pat and, and sort of see Antoine Griezmann uh, came out and said that he was going to be available after the Euros in 2024. Uh, so maybe the galaxy keep open a designated player spot for for Griezmann possibly coming to the to, to L.A. Right. Well, he so, loves his basketball. He's probably looking for a season ticket. At the, uh, I mean, the I think I think I think AUG could probably hook him up. Right. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> listen. Whenever it comes to signing players, give them whatever they want. Whenever in terms of what AEG already owns, right? AEG already can get you into that state. Let them in, right? Get them all that stuff. So let, let, just hold, hold, just yes. pause them there for a minute. Yes. Do you think Greg yeah. Vanny believes that this team could get to the playoffs? Yes. As they are. Yes. Even with an injured Chicharito. That's harder. But I will tell you this. Remember what happened last season? Yeah, I know. 
I know. No, your last season, the summer transfer window saved the LA Galaxy, right? Correct. Um, and and so I still think that there's a possibility. As they are is a, is a tougher question. I know I said yes right away. I was I think I was doing that for dramatic effect. Um, I, I absolutely believe that everybody in that locker room currently believes they can make the playoffs. If they believe they can make the playoffs, then you don't roll that dice. You blow everything up and you go and you build a team. Right, because there's know, a possibility. You know you have two season. designated player spots opening with Douglas Correct. Costa's contract and Chicharito. And people keep saying that Ricky Pooja is going to leave because he's not. I, calm, chill out. Wait to the, wait to see how the Who's season gonna plays out. Who's going to buy him? Well, he's I, not. I mean, lots of people would buy him, Sophie. I mean, I'm not saying that he's reached that pinnacle He's not done yet. anything yet. Yeah. He's not done anything yet. Sorry. He's I, not done anything yet. He's that doesn't, yet that, to be proven at that level. That doesn't mean that the LA Galaxy wouldn't get an offer in the anywhere between 15 and $25 million range. They, right they would, but if I'm a top European team or I t- I'm not, I've not seen it yet. He scored, what, a few wonder, couple wonder mm-hmm. goals. You know, you don't hold your shirt up in front of the uh, enemy in a have, game. Have, have zero in, problems with that. Do not care. That in, that's, that's like that's like bat flipping. That's like bat flipping in baseball. I just do think when care. you've fallen that far, you don't do that in a cup game against kids. It's hey, embarrassing. You know what the best part about this is? This game is self-regulating. He's going to have to play against those guys, and he's going to have do it. He's going to have to do, do it. Do it at the Rose Bowl, or the, do it at their gaff, like in a proper game. And I'm not saying proper game. I'll give. Right. I love the FA Cup. FA Cup is so busy. I'm just saying with the right. opponent. You know. I I, I I understand where everybody's coming from. I'm just saying soccer's supposed to be fun, and I don't care. How about that? La la la. Do not care. Go ahead and do it. Have fun. And then you have to deal with the repercussions. I don't have to deal with the Look, repercussions. Look, if there's a set of fans that kind of deserve because they give as good as they get, it's them, right? So there's okay. no doubt about that. Um, but what I'm I, – listen, I think that um, – I think that there are more options to the LA Galaxy than than people understand this summer. So I think that the somebody possibly being an addition, and I think it would have to be the right fit because, again, you're right. Uh, otherwise, don't, don't risk this, right? You're not going to risk it. The Chicharito thing being on the season-ending injury list is more just a, if that happens, you've already heard it here and you can educate all your friends on what that means. The Galaxy can basically replace him, right? And they have to pay Chicharito, by the way, $7.4 million. They still have to pay him all his money. It just doesn't count against the cap. So AEG would have to be okay with going out and getting another designated player for X number of thousands, millions of dollars and paying that person as well, right? So there's, 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 financial hurdles to making that uh, the possibility if Chicharito is indeed done for the rest of the season. Again, total speculation. Stay out of my DMs and text messages. <laughs> what do you um, What do you think? What would you do if you were LA Galaxy? Oh, I'm, I think I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a wrong how, person to ask about this. How productive has he been? Chicharito, he's been horrible. Um, and he's the only person who's been worse, I think, is is Jovalich. And Jovalich has, has scored more goals. But I, I just did it because people in the Discord were arguing. They're like, oh, if Vanny just would trust Dayon Jovalich. I'm like, Jesus, how many more times does the dude need to start or get any long relief in there to, like, not be the, the guy? He's getting chances. He's absolutely... Yeah, he is. When I was there on Monday, because I was covering the U.S. men's national team, I ran into Panda and uh, Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, they were covering the team. And uh, I was walking out of the press room and, you know, going past the weight room and stuff. Yep. Oh, tell and the it was story. And em- it was pretty empty in there, except uh, Dayan was in there. 
what was working. It, what was he doing? Did he look angry? I always I always feel like he's he's like angry. He looked really intense and of course I didn't want to like spy but you know he was on the on the mats on the floor and it looked like he was working out like doing lift you know uh, sit-ups and things like that there was uh, one of the trainers with him and it was a while after you know everyone had gone and it seemed like he was there and he was working his ass off yeah. uh and he does. He, he does. He, he's a hard worker. He is. He is. really I, wants, he really wants so desperately. I think this team needs to stop trying so hard. That, oh my God, please don't say that too loud. People will get angry at you for that, but you're absolutely hundred percent right. They, they run around like they're chicken with their head cut off because they're like, we have to score. We have to score right now. And Vanny has said it. I know. I know we're at the point in press conferences where people don't want to hear Greg Vanny anymore because he'll tell them what he sees is the problem and they don't like that, right? And then they're like, mm -hmm. well, well, blah, blah, blah. He needs to stop making excuses and all that. I was like, he just told you what, he told you why they lost. He told you right there. The defense in the middle was too soft. It's, is Greg Vanny supposed to play defense? Now, he's in charge of setting the team up and doing things, but it's not like he doesn't see what's happening. And he has said it many times that this team tries too hard, that they try... The, my best example of this is probably in that second half, the Galaxy, I think, might have been 3-2. They were doing okay. They had a nice buildup, a little bit in transition, and Pooja was in there playing. The ball bounced out to Gino Vivi, and I am a believer that Vivi could be a good depth piece in the future. He is being mm -hmm. put in a position where he's not going to succeed. He's getting minutes, but he's not the guy that they really want there. Um, and he sort of has to play those minutes, and he's doing it, so he's not going to be... He's not going to look the best, right? And so he's just got to put his head down, try his hardest, and try to get better every single game. And I think he does some good things right. But in this particular case, the ball bounces out to Vivi, and it's like there's a little bit of space. And so Vivi takes one touch, and then he launches a shot, and it goes into Rosie. And you're like, you didn't need to rush that. You had the numbers. Mm -hmm. You had the attack. You had things spread out in the, in the proper space, and you rush it, and all of the Galaxy players. Ricky Pooj is probably the biggest one who rushes shots forces things into spots where it doesn't where it doesn't need to be forced right and and giving up mm -hmm. possession um on those things so that's that's one of those yeah. things for me when it, that i look at you're right they try too hard yeah i totally i totally agree and uh y y when he says it and he talks about it in the presses in particular and the way he justifies what he's saying you can see it i think that there is definitely part of it i get people are tired of Greg's voice a little yeah. hearing him explain a lot of the stuff however there aren't a lot of managers in this league I don't think that get into the details the way he does Josh right I mean he really tries to make everyone explain kind of what went wrong right and of course sometimes you think oh I'm not an idiot I can see it but when he explains it you do see it with different a different set of eyes, and I don't I don't think it's a cop out to say that this team just try too hard. Sometimes they're all over the place. All over the place. I mean, it's just out of their the position, just positionally, <laughs> they try too hard. Let alone hard. when they have the ball. It is. It, that was one of the things that we saw against in, in that first RSL game where they ended up winning and they and they they scored the first goal and they came through and they did all that stuff right. Um, is that we saw them be composed in possession we saw them be composed in transitional moments we saw them hit the right pass move into the right space 
make the final pass and score the goals, right? We saw these things that were developing and they mm-hmm. didn't look like they were overrunning or overpassing or doing all this stuff. And then you go to the game against them in this U.S. Open Cup and, you know, listen, that penalty screwed the LA Galaxy, all right? It was. It was a horrible time to pick up a penalty. Um, whether you believe that Aude uh, deserved to be whistled for a penalty or not, um, I'm of well, the pers- men- mental's a whole other issue with this team. Ooh, <laughs> boy, we're, that's a whole other show. It is, and and we've talked about it. They go in the tank whenever this type of stuff. But to go down two nothing, uh, eventually go down three nothing, and then for the galaxy to come back and and get three two is a positive in a negative, right? It's a positive that's wrapped in a whole bunch of negatives because they shouldn't have been in the position. Um, that being said, oh, but why? I mean, they're playing away from home in a cup game and they're terrible. Why wouldn't they be in that position? I don't know what fans are expecting anymore. <laughs> I, I I said if the you know, I, I often talk about the open cup and the draw and it's the draw depends on your success more than anything. If the Galaxy had a home game against RSL for that game, they win mm-hmm. that game. Um, because there wasn't enough separating those two teams to say that either one was better than the other. And you saw it over the difference of a week. They each finished three two, one on either side of the thing. So I think if the Galaxy yeah. are home, um, they see that. See, see, Josh, the difference with this team as well, real quick, is that they're already having problems in a lot of areas of the pitch, right? They have issues at the back. They've got issues in, in not as many in the midfield, however, scoring goals, but issues up front. They're not doing the basics right. So when it comes down to games in, with fine margins, yeah, they, they haven't mastered that They yet. don't have the fine margin they game, do they? They don't have the fine margins because they no. don't even have the basics. No. Andrew, by the and way. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Andrew, no, by the mate. way. Uh, big shout out to Andrew. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, $10 super chat. I think part of the problem is it's the same answers to the same questions. He's not playing defense or scoring goals, but Greg is in charge of fixing the issues. Absolutely correct. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say that whenever you have guys like Caligari who get a wide open shot at the back post and they miss it by like seven yards from eight yards away, I'm like, that's I can't put that one on Greg Vanny. You know, it's like I, there's a lot of things I can't put on. But with like Jovalich, you know, Jovalich was supposed to be the answer to a lot of this stuff. Jovalich in 23 starts has six goals, six goals of which he scored in four games. So as a starter, Jovalich has only scored out of his 23 regular season starts has only scored in four games in 23 starts, four games, 23 starts. That doesn't count us open cups, by the way, because some of the, some of the, uh, the, the talent that they were going against, right. Is not, is not up to MLS level, right? So I didn't count those, but when he starts in an MLS regular season game, 23 starts, he has only scored in four games. Now in two of those, in two of those games, he scored twice, right? So he got two goals. So six goals in the, in the 23 is sort of that. That's seven. That means he's scoring in 17% of the games. That's a problem. Chicharito not scoring. That's a problem. Chicharito now being Mm -hmm. injured as much as I would love to say that, oh, well, he wasn't really producing anyway. The Chicharito not being available if he's out for any period of time is a huge blow to this LA Galaxy team because Sophie, at least we know he has a history of scoring goals and can do that, right? Exactly. You know he knows how to do it, right? So it was a matter of if you get him hot, he'll start scoring goals. Maybe it all falls into place. Um, there's nobody else who has that history on this team, especially at forward. Mm-hmm. So you're left now with Dayon Jovalich uh, as a result of this and uh, and uh, Preston Judd. Those are your those are your striker uh, sort of situations. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And a team like this shouldn't be in that situation. I don't know if, you know, Dayan is going to have one of those if if Chicha's out for a long period that he feels like the main man. Something about him makes me feel like he wants to feel like it's his job. He's been given the job. Right. Here's your job. You are now the goal scorer for LA Galaxy. There's something mentally, I think, about him where, 
you know, it's not that he hasn't been given the love here because he certainly has, he has. been given the love. And he's been a super um, sub extraordinary. I mean, the man, whenever he comes yeah. on as a sub is a menace, right? And that's sort of the thing. It's like, how can you say that he's not being used? Because right? people are, oh, he needs to start. He gets starts. He gets start. He's gotten a lot of starts, especially with Chicharito. And then you, but you watch him as a, as a sub and he comes on. You're like, how do you not use that guy as a sub all the time? Like, because he's so much more dangerous as a sub than he is yeah. in any sort of either long relief or, or, or start. So would you have taken a Chicho for a Chicha? Would you have swapped a I mean, I think RSL getting getting Chicho is is, is a great signing for them. How did no? By what the way, signing. how did nobody else be like, oh, LAFC dumped <gasps> Where him? Where did that come right? from? And, and LAFC dumped him, <laughs> and then they go out and get him. I'm like, of course they should have got. This is why people are they always dumped the wrong player, mate. Well, well, it's it's one of those that I sit there and I go. Um, I, people are always saying, Josh, you should be president of the LA Galaxy. And I'm like, I would have, I, I didn't even think for a second that anybody should go after Chicho after LAFC moved him out of the league. I was like, oh, well, that's done. Okay. And you it's like, you just solved the co president's deal. The, I, what, me? I'm in charge? I'll be your, I'll be your second in command. Okay. You okay. Know? So okay. I won't be the co president. You can be the president and then I'll be like number you, two. You guys just bring me decisions and then I'll make decisions. I love making decisions. And, that's and, fun. Uh, and those Venezuelan sandwiches you love. I'm having a, brain malfunction right now what, what are those called what was it the the i'm sorry the the the, the, the things the pupusas is it the pupusas, pupusas? Yeah, yeah, pupusas. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's all i need to be paid in they're not venezuelan are they no they're uh they're salvadoran salvadoran yeah mm, that's, mm, so good um anyway so that's sort of uh taking a look at that i wanted to get to this real quick and then i want to talk about okay. the game against uh st louis because i know we're we're we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna... gabbing we're talking we're having a good time it's um, my fault the Wall of Champions was put up by the CONCACAF champions. It used to be League. They've decided to switch it back to Cup again. Uh, and one of the fun things about the CONCACAF Champions Cup is that the LA Galaxy won a CONCACAF Champions Cup. Um, so they're changing it back, and they decided to put up this whole list of teams that have won the the Wall of Champions, that have won the Champions mm. League, Champions Cup, the Super League, whatever it was called at whatever time, right? Uh, the LA Galaxy won it in 2000. I would like to remind you, DC United was the first MLS team to win it in 1998. Um, the Sounders won Champions League, obviously, last year in 2022. Um, those are the MLS teams that have done it. Um, and then you can go through all the other teams that are there. But I just wanted to point that out. Sometimes we get skewed. And I think with Messi coming on, I wanted to bring this up with Messi into the league. You are going to get friends, especially whenever the Galaxy play Miami. Uh, if they play them uh, at at, at uh, Dingley Hill Sports Park next year, they're going to have Messi in Miami, and perhaps they're even going to play that game in a Rose Bowl. And while that bristles hair on the back of my neck to sort of be like, don't do that. Play them at your home. Just be normal about it. Don't try to money grab it. I could understand if they wanted to do that. So if you have friends who are suddenly like, I want to go to the LA Galaxy game and see Messi. What you do is you say, absolutely, I will take you to that game. Absolutely, I will take you. Here's how much the tickets are cost. Pay me back. I would love to take you to a soccer game here in the United States. And I want you to see what soccer is like in the United States. And if it's a spectacle with Messi there and Miami and the Galaxy playing and whatever giant designated player they have next year that is huge, Cristiano Ronaldo on one side and Messi on the other side and all these things that can sort of happen, take them to that. Do not be a gatekeeper of soccer. Uh, my good friend, Pam, uh, who's down in Florida, who is a diehard LA Galaxy fan, super, su she put out a post and it made so much sense to me, um, which was don't gatekeep this. Invite people in because if you invite people in, you never know they might stick around, right? And if not, they go and see a, a soccer game and that's it. Then they throw it away and they say, oh, "I saw Messi." But don't gatekeep this. Take your friends. 
go and enjoy the spectacle that is soccer and uh, with Messi coming in. Don't gatekeep the, the stuff. There's The Galaxy won a, a CONCACAF Champions Cup. They won, a, they won a CONCACAF Champions League. They won a Superliga in 2000. People will forget that because everybody likes to forget the history of things whenever it changes names. But as somebody, Sophie, uh, Premier League and everything else that it has been up until that point, they all count, don't they? The, the stars are still oh, there, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. No one's going to take Liverpool's European Cups. You try taking Aston Villa's European Cup away from them or <laughs> Nottingham Forest's two right. FA Cup, uh, two European Cups away from them. Uh, it's never going to happen. Absolutely not. And you try and take Arsenal's or Liverpool's or Manchester United's, um, you know, Manchester United, they didn't really win much before the Premier League. Um <laughs> Sorry, no, no, okay. no, uh, no, you, no you're you take not. any Division One titles from right. before it became the Premier League. Right. In 92, rebranding money is what changed that's the it. English game. So, that's yeah, um, uh, it, 100%. Well said about the messy thing as but, well. By the way, really and, well said. Andrew said, uh, Andrew in the chat goes, hand up if your homies who you've tried to bring to games are asking you about tickets against Miami. I know, I know, Andrew. <laughs> I know. Hey, dude, get them, in, get them into the riot squad, man. You'll convert some, I promise. You won't convert all of them, all right? The Galaxy are, are, are all about converting new fans, right? Convert new fans and trying to get them to come back to games and doing all this stuff. The Galaxy are sent, sinking serious money into all that marketing to do it. I think if you if your friends around, you need to do that too. Get 10 of your friends. Maybe you'll convert two of them and, and bring them in. But don't gatekeep it. Enjoy the time that we are about to see. Uh, let's go over standings real quick. Eastern Conference, FC Cincinnati at the top. Nashville, Philadelphia, New England, Atlanta, Columbus, D.C., Orlando, and Charlotte are your playoff teams in the East. In the West, oh, look, St. Louis, those guys, the Galaxy play them, uh, is first in the Western Conference having played just 15 games, much like the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, Seattle, LAFC, Dallas, San Jose, Vancouver, Minnesota, Austin, and Salt Lake. You have to go all the way down to the bottom. As we said before, the felt on the bottom of the table that keeps your floors from being scuffed is currently the LA Galaxy so far down on the table they're keeping uh, they're the felt on the bottom I don't know if that works anymore I just like it it's a nice visual for me um, <laughs> if we look at the supporters shield right now it's FC Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati Nashville Philadelphia St. Louis Seattle New England LAFC and Dallas the Western Conference is a bit of a nightmare as it usually is the LA Galaxy heading off to St. Louis on Saturday we talked about it media availability on Friday um, they'll fly on Saturday 10 a.m. game 10 a.m. 10 a.m. body clock for the LA Galaxy playing St. Louis at City Park. Uh, that one's on Apple TV and free. Uh, it's free Apple TV and Fox for that one. And then the Galaxy will be home on 621 to play Sporting Kansas City. We talked about that. All the fans back it should be quite the party. Um, the Galaxy have a good chance of winning that game and then off to Colorado. I miss that game. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, July uh, is a busy month as well. The Galaxy start by going to San Jose and then it will be, by the way, going to San Jose at Stanford Stadium. Um, and then it's going to be the LA Galaxy hosting LAFC on July 4th at the Rose Bowl. Uh, that's going to be a pretty big game, I imagine. LA Galaxy hosting Philadelphia Union, tough game. LA Galaxy away to Vancouver. LA Galaxy now into the League's Cup with a game hosted against Lyon and a game hosted against Vancouver. That's where the schedule is currently leading everybody. Let's get you ready for this St. Louis game. Uh, LA Galaxy headed to St. Louis to play St. Louis for the very first time. City Park, St. Louis, Missouri, June 11, 2023. 10 a.m. is your kickoff time. Uh, 10 a.m. is your TV start time. Fox and Apple TV free, and I'm told, at least right now, kickoff is at 10.05 a.m. We'll see if that changes, um, but right now, 10.05 is your start time for that. So remember, you can always watch the games on MLS Season Pass. You can also watch it on Fox over the air for free as well. So don't want to hear you. This is the time when I say do not complain about about any TV deal. The, these games are, are happening all the time. 
Uh, so you're able to watch the LA Galaxy if you're there. St. Louis, as I mentioned, Sophie, the top of the Western Conference, um, the cream of the crop right now in the West. Uh, they're 9-5-1 and one for 28 points. That's 16 more points than the LA Galaxy, I would just like to point out. The Galaxy have 12 points, and they're 16. So the gap between the LA Galaxy and St. Louis is large enough that, it, that the gap is 16 points, and the Galaxy only have 12 points total on the entire year. Just like I just thought that that was interesting. Wow! Just, just for me. Um, whenever we look at uh, since uh, at St. Louis, they've won three of their last four. They just beat uh, Houston um, on June third, three nothing, and then they lost at Dallas two nothing. Uh, when you look at uh, the games that they have played at home recently, Sophie, the last three games at home, four nothing win over Sporting Kansas City, three one win over Vancouver, and a three nothing win over Houston. So they are ten. Uh, to one in goals for opponents in their last three home games. And when you look at SKC, not a great team. Vancouver, not a great team. Houston, not a great team. Um, they are racking up the goals on the LA Galaxy. They, they have 10 goals in here. How many goals do the LA Galaxy have in total so far? Because they, they had 10 in their last home games. The Galaxy have 13 total for the whole season. Uh, wow. and St. Louis has scored 10 in just their last three wow. home games. Um, I don't. This, They're cooking over there. They're cooking over there. There's no doubt about it. This doesn't feel like a game where the Galaxy are going to win. I mean, if we're, oh. if we're, I mean, is that all? I mean, it's obvious, right? That nobody's surprised that you say that. But whenever you look at the 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 midweek game against RSL, traveling, doing all this stuff, and then traveling all the way to St. Louis. And then you're asking them to put in a shift and they're not that good anyway. And now Chicharito's down. And, you know, what is what does that even look like? Memo Rodriguez also down um, right now. Um, I think this could be a watershed, not watershed moment. That's a bit dramatic. It's very uh, Greek and dramatic. Are a, you know, a, a turning point. <laughs> no, there's no, there's a turning point, but let me tell you, it's not going north. That's for sure. Okay. It's head, it's heading south. This could be a drubbing. This could be really embarrassing for, it could be because they're, they're cooking so much over there that their crowd, um, my friend of mine, um, you can follow him. Well, you don't want to follow him. He's, he, he's part of the St. Louis back, <laughs> backroom staff over there. I mean, there, there's a good vibe over there that right. everyone's happy. The club is, you know, just kicking butt in their inaugural season. They're having a blast and it's going to be really tough to go into that environment uh, firstly and secondly to have to play football against a team that really believe in themselves and are super confident and you know what they're having fun oh they're, they're enjoying yep. playing football interesting uh st louis more of a counter-attacking team it certainly shows it by their stats 45 percent possession is their average galaxy with 56 percent possession so you know almost uh, a, a good 10 or 11 percent difference in terms of the possession that they normally have galaxy get more shots on average than st louis does um but shots on goal five for st louis 4.7 these are all season averages as we sort of look at it again i said that the galaxy get more block shots than people um 3.4 block shots to 5.5 block shots all right. Uh, how else do I know they're a counterattacking team? 354.8 passes um, is the average for them. And 540 passes is the average for the LA Galaxy, right? So again, possession-based versus counterattacking. We have talked about the fact that whenever you get a counterattacking team against the LA Galaxy in, in terms of a real true counterattacking team, Sophie, with transitions and everything, transitional defense and things, that the Galaxy struggle. 
because yeah. the Galaxy love to hold possession, but a really true, good, transitional, you know, offense team, the Galaxy have trouble holding on to that because they'll overcommit, and whenever they overcommit, the transition usually comes. So, keys to this game for me, LA Galaxy, transitional defense, transitional defense, transitional defense. Uh, the longer you can hold St. Louis without a goal in their own home on the road, the better off. I know these are duh things, but it's stuff the LA Galaxy have not done well. Um, getting the first goal yeah. would be huge. I don't pretend that that would ever be something that the Galaxy could do in St. Louis. Um, hey, maybe they get luck luck out and they get a penalty kick of some sort and you know they can bury it. By the way, Gaston Brogman, two for two now in penalty kicks. Um, feeling a little better about him taking penalty kicks than ever. And he hits it harder than I think I've ever seen anybody hit penalty kicks. So, which works really well until it's uh, high pressure and then he <laughs> launches it into a street somewhere. Um, <laughs> so for me, transitional defense, um, and Still then going to save them. No, of course. And there's who's the offensive threat. I mean, who for the galaxy, there's, there's three guys who have five goals for St. Louis. The galaxy's highest goal scorer is Dayon Jovalich with two. That's, 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 yeah. it. that's it. This is, this is, this feels like a disaster. That's what this yeah, feels it does. like. You know? Which sometimes when you're expecting an absolute disaster class, I'm not saying you get a master class, but uh, you get a result. And, you know, you're going to find a lot. You're going to find out a lot about this team in the next five games. I think Greg Vanny has five games to save his job. I mean, here's the deal. He should have. Let me correct that. Yeah. He should have five games this is, this to is, save his job. This is the only thing that I'll say on Greg Vanny and firing him. If you fire him, you better have the coach that you're ready to pick up ready immediately. There should be no gap in the terms because otherwise, let this play out. There's no rush because the Galaxy are, are where they're at. If you think that they if, if you're at the point where you're firing a coach, you're saying my season's basically toast anyway, do not. But the problem is that with the playoffs and with how close you can get, if you're going to go to, you know, and listen, I've heard the names bandied about a whole bunch of times. If you're going to go to Greg Berhalter, right, then Berhalter better be like waiting outside the doors. You fire Greg Vanny and you're like, here you go, Greg, all set. Take over the team because there's no need for there to be a transition for any of this stuff. You have you have uh, too much at stake in terms of all of the projects that you have going on inside that front office and with an off season that is as big as it's supposed to be. And, and Lex said it at the very beginning, how big is this off season? You do not want to be installing a new coach in the off season. You want them to already be installed, already know the team, already know what's missing, what they want from that off season. You can't you can't do another if thing where feel, they wait. If you feel like you can really make the playoffs with this roster, then yes. If you don't, then you know, you you just can't there is some there is something fundamentally not clicking with this team. Mm -hmm. And it is evident you cannot play this many games in a season and be playing like that. It is not the worst roster in MLS. It is not. There are some talented players on this team. It's just not coming together. And at some time, at some point, you have to just stop with the excuses of the Kleins and the this and the transfer. The manager has to manage that team to get points and win games. Right. And somehow it's not happening this season. Yeah. And if you go five more games, you put that chart up where you had the uh, the schedule. The next five games against you know teams that are you know you got. You got one of the best teams in the league right now. Yep. You're going away to a team 
you know, okay, they're not the yeah. same, are they, Kansas? Can, that they have yeah, been that's home. Years. That's a home. That's a home game. So LA Galaxy hosts Kansas City. They should. That's a. That's a. They should win. That yeah, game. home game. Yeah, Colorado um, on the road is always difficult. So always difficult. Never uh, an easy match. Right. Away um, to San Jose, not away easy. Away to San Jose. Not home easy. to LAFC. Home to Philadelphia. I mean, but you're not home either, are you? Because you're at the Rose Bowl. You're at the Rose Bowl, and then you are home to to Philadelphia. I mean, that's, those are tough matches. Those are unbelievably tough matches. <laughs> And they're four days apart, so they're four days apart. Yeah, it's good. It's I mean, this is like the pain mm -hmm. is going to get worse before it gets better, and I think That's, fans need to prepare themselves for that. I mean, uh, here is here is the thing, and I, and I will say this, and that I I catch crap for this stuff all the time. You you put Greg Vanny in a situation that no coach has ever been in before, and then you're surprised that he fails. Um, and that's with the transfer ban and trying to put together a strategy that. But he's had how many transfer windows before this? Ban? No, but but okay. So you had he had a plan put together, right? You have a plan. You're like, oh, we're going to make these moves. We're going to do these things. Then you know that you don't have a summer transfer window, and that it has to be at least adjusted in what your plan is doing. You're asking somebody to do something that they that nobody's done, right? I and I I know people think that's crazy, but managers and players and everybody are, are, are creatures of understanding the habit that they have formed and the experiences that they have had. Right. And so you put a transfer ban on somebody and you say, we have to go about this first transfer window different than all the other transfer windows that we've gone through. And then you have to manage your way through this million, you know, basically it seems like they sold Julian Araujo in order to negate the fines that they had right the million dollars in general allocation money and stuff like that i have a real question is do, do they sell julian araujo to barcelona at that time if they don't have the sanctions put against them i don't know the question i don't know the answer to that Can we knew he was going to go eventually that was always the thing but did they move him because they did right because they people needed the money estimated people underestimated what a cultural blow that was to this team big well, losing that player I've had multiple conversations in the last two days with people who have said it's pretty surprising that they miss Sasha Kleshin and Victor Vasquez this much too, right? A hundred percent. And and you can see it in in a lot of what they're doing. I think they have some yeah. senior leadership. I think they're okay. You know who one of the big senior leaders on this team is? Zavaleta is one of the big senior team leaders on this team. I know people don't like to hear that, but that's what. But they're missing something. They need a little more. Victor mm -hmm. Vasquez. Sasha question. Those were the guys that, you know, they were sort of, I think they thought maybe Yuri was going to be that guy. Um, but yeah, anyway, all, all, all good. That's, I, that's yeah. where, that's what I say though. That's my perspective is right now. You can get rid of them. Go ahead, wipe it clean, start a new plan over again. Cause why not? This will be the, what the fifth one or the sixth one. That's, that's my whole point is that, but if you're going to start clean, you gotta go we clean. We played this game. Way. We played this game though. We played the clean. I know it's not but completely clean with Klein. The game until you get it right. That's sports. Sports is is about instant gratification. It's about now. You can't keep building. It's three years now. Right. What else do you need to see that's going to be different after three years? Well, I mean, right? again, again, I mean, I would still argue that you you gave now you've given them two and a half years and half a transfer window, and so it's like, listen, nobody gets it right all the time. I think they they got Audi right. I think they got Caligari right. Um, I like Jalen Neal in the position that they that they're at. You um, saw it the last ten games of last season. Mm -hmm. and similarly, again, like Mikel Arteta last season, you could see it. You started seeing it, so you say to yourself, "Okay, hold your horses, just be patient." Right? You you saw it for those games. Yep. I actually wrote in the chat earlier. I'm telling you right now, I truly believe if Kulabai clears that proper and it doesn't go out for a corner, right? 
I'm telling you, LA Galaxy are winning that match. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Well, that and that was a after that was a the, mistake between Sega and, and Bond. Yeah, I mean seriously, right? So uh, you saw something, and you saw the disappointment in that team in the press when we were standing in the hallway at. BMO now stadium. Right. You could tell they felt they could have won and should have won that match. Yep. That eye of the tiger, mm -hmm. that does not exist in this team. That this group doesn't have what that team had in those last 10 games I'll at all. I'll say that I, I I agree with that. And then so so then you go back to that team and where were the successes for that team? Why were they successful down that that 10 to 12, right? And we've talked about Ricky and, and Gaston coming into that team, but what else was on that team, Julian? Okay, the transfer window, of course, was the game changer yeah. in that. Yeah, it was, and and Julian Araujo was, and Julian Araujo was a big part of that team, right? The assist yes. leader on the, on the club. You you got rid of him. Yes. Um, Samuel Grandsir down the stretch. Remember, people were ready to throw Samuel Grandsir out with the bathwater, the Cabral bathwater, but he was outstanding down that, and you lost him mm -hmm. in the in the off season, right? Not because you wanted to get rid of him, but because he had a personal issue and you had to get rid of him, and then they failed to replace him adequately now we can put that on them which i think that the, i i did whenever i talked to will i said you guys could have got another winger in and it maybe would have saved you guys from being in last place mm -hmm. right now um which i think is a fair criticism but at the same time they they still haven't replaced cabral or they haven't replaced grand sir slash cabral with that stuff that's why they were successful because they had wings we've we all know it everybody sees it and we can put that on vanny which i believe is fair um, I'm just saying that give them whatever this transfer window is in the middle of the summer because they say that they're going to fix some things, right? And if they can fix some things with all of the handcuffs that are placed on them, right? And now the the burden of Chris Klein being lifted from them as well, this is this is their this is their chance to do it. And they're gonna it do is. it. And they're going to do it, I think, because Will Koontz is there and you listen, they're going to do it responsibly. This isn't going to, going to be. They had, I heard, a chance to sell this team out in terms of getting a big name and doing stuff at the end of the transfer window and trying to do stuff. All sorts of crazy things to try and make the team better before the transfer window. And they ultimately said, we're not going to do it to leverage the future. If you have somebody making those decisions like that then you have to give them that a little bit of that future. And I think the chat room makes a great point. Somebody made a great point. Nobody gets to be fired. Nobody gets to go anywhere until the LA Galaxy go back and either have a president or a GM or anything like that because who else is making that call right now? Dan Beckerman has to fire Greg Vanny at this point. Um, and Dan Beckerman was the guy who kept Chris Klein for way too long, right? And so I don't trust, I, I don't think anybody would trust his decision-making at this point. So get mm. a GM, get a president in, fill the front office, do the things, and then toss Vanny out on his butt if they don't think that he is integral to how this team That's is That's fair going. enough. That's fair enough. But if he doesn't start getting results, um, because at the end of the day, it's results. This team cannot afford... Nope. You know, to 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 not get results, not make the playoffs, while other other teams are growing and prospering around them, and you, every single year the gap gets wider and wider and wider. You, and he's had his chances. This is his team, yep. Josh. This is he built a lot this of his team. team. A lot of his team. Uh, Chicha wasn't his, right? That's one. Um, Douglas Costa's still up in the air. Uh, I've been told multiple times multiple things, so I don't know whether or not that was his call or not. Is he is he fit to play properly now? Like can uh, he play? I mean, maybe Damien asked the question afterwards of how confident Greg was in. Yeah, that was a good question. In, in sort of his ability to be consistently available. Um, yeah. And Greg, you know, Greg 
answer the question. I don't remember exactly what he said. It wasn't that it was it was be, a better question than it was an answer. Right. It's one of those time will tell, basically. Yeah, it's, was, it's uh, one of those. But he says he likes them because he brings balance to the formation. He is correct. He does. The galaxy are one sided whenever Douglas Costa is there, because as you saw, they actually scored from the right hand side. When Tyler Boyd is there, he's mostly a left sided player. He starts on the left side, yeah. although the galaxy very often move Boyd into that like second striker role as well. And then again, everything funnels through the middle and then there's no width again. So, um, yeah, I, I think as much as patience isn't earned from this, um, I'm still going to preach it for a little bit because things have to be unscrewed, right? There, there's a, there's a lot of things to unwind. You talked about cutting the, the loose threads. Mm -hmm. A lot of loose threads need to be cut. I agree. Um, and you, you need to unwind everything that has sort of been done to this team because this right. is not a normal maybe, year. Maybe the manager's one of those threads. Could be. Absolutely. Absolutely could be. Um, I would imagine if the results continue this way that he won't be long for this um, yeah. because you have to do something. He has to show a turnaround. Um, he has to show some sort of turnaround in this in in these in this next stretch, knowing that this next stretch is just absolutely brutal um, outside of the Sporting Kansas City game. Be at the Sporting Kansas City game. That might be the best chance you see the Yellow Galaxy win in a when long time. That's I think I'm away. Is that the one on the 21st? Uh, it's the one on. The, yeah, it's the one on the 21st. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be here. All right. I'm going to be in Europe. All right. Well, poor you. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Do you have any predictions besides this? This has the potential to be absolutely horrible. Um, for five two, five two to um, St. Louis to uh, the uh, Midwestern okay. team. All right. Um, three one. Uh, they're they're. You know, I don't know who scores that one. By the way, I love giving the LA Galaxy goals, and I'm like, I have no idea who scores, but somebody does. You know, they'll, they'll, yeah, I, know, I don't out. know where the two are coming. Maybe one's an own goal. <laughs> one's a penalty kick and one's an own goal. All right, there you go. Uh, we solved the problem. All right, um, let's see. LA Galaxy facing off against St. Louis again coming up on Sunday, June 11th, 2023. 10 a.m. is your kick is your TV start time. 10:05 a.m. apparently is your kickoff. I still expect that to slide with Fox involved. That usually means it's like a 25 minute lead in. Um, but that's not what they're saying right now. They're saying 10.05. So check with the uh, the league website closer to everything, and maybe we'll have a better answer. Just a reminder or a heads up, I will not be providing coverage for this game. I have uh, some family stuff to do um, at that particular time. So I will watch that game after it's over, and hopefully I'll watch it with you. a nice, cool, <laughs> calm head, um, be able to watch everything. All right. Anything else, safe? Soph, you good? No, I'm good. I'm hoping that my, well, all that we've spoken about uh, with this game this weekend is completely the opposite that That's will right. ensue. Reverse drinks. So, yes. Reverse. Reverse. Yes. All right. Yes. Tell yes. people where they can so, find thank you. Thank you for Let's having go. me. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, give us a give us a follow at Highbury Squad and uh, come hang out. And um, thank you once again for having me, Josh. And hope everyone is uh, epic and you are awesome and cheers to everyone in the chat for being so lovely thanks so certainly appreciate it uh, make sure you go follow sophie on twitter and all that fun stuff at soccer diva uh, if you're looking for me on twitter it's at jguessman j-g-u-e-s-m-a and of course at galaxy podcast head on over to corner it's back up and running where you can find all of our podcasts all the shows anything else that we put up there is certainly there at corner all right la galaxy headed off to st louis on a sunday morning a breakfast game get those breakfast burritos out get those mimosas out uh, you'll be enjoying it while the LA Galaxy face off against the best team in the West. The best in the West versus the worst in the West. All right. For Miss Sophie buchanan Nicolau, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. 
fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.